we get set to go to the orthopedic clinic phone line where we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Kind enough to spend some time with us again on this Tuesday. And Ferg, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are things in your world today? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing very well. And so we start with Auburn basketball, obviously, and we start with a rough one in Gainesville on Saturday. I know uh, that Bruce Pearl and company just met with the media a little little bit ago. And uh, just what were some of the overall impressions and thoughts leaving Gainesville after Saturday's game? Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, Auburn got off to a slow start and never really recovered. Florida was fresher. They played a whole week, you know, had a whole week off between games and got to stay at home, which I think was an advantage. Auburn didn't play well um, and execute their game plan as well as they wanted to. I think Florida, you know, took advantage of the fact that they were fresher, sharper, just kind of more prepared for this one. And it was a letdown game, and it was a it was a letdown spot, you know, for an Auburn team that is playing. You know, this is what they haven't won since '96 in Gainesville. So I mean, it's a lot of history going up against them, and I think Auburn definitely should have played better. And I mean, you know, no one's going to use the the rest as an excuse for why um, you know Florida won compared to Auburn. But I do think it played a you know impact in their performance. Florida's got some really good guards playing good basketball right now. I think they outworked Auburn in the front court, and I think the big thing is just kind of mostly when you look at the Tigers this season is, you know, when they when they do well rebounding, they out-rebound their opponents. I think they're 13-1 and one this year. And when Jalen Williams is scoring at a high rate, Auburn's you know, got a really, really good chance of winning. So neither of those things really happened in that game. And I think that kind of set the tone. Um, the good news, though, for Auburn, I did think, is that they rallied there late in the game, second half. You know, they were down nearly 30 at one point, cut it all the way to 18. And that matters because that matters for your, you know, metrics. It matters for your net. Auburn didn't move at all in the net rankings. Their seeding, their, you know, metrics, their NCAA tournament stuff really didn't get affected very much by what happened on Saturday. Um, so you would have loved to have won, obviously. Um, the SEC championship race is still, you know, uh, you know, probably the biggest impact that was made. But uh, it was a game that, while tough, while they need to play better, you know, not the worst thing in the world that could happen uh, for Auburn. And and I think they've got an opportunity to kind of bounce back at home where they've, they've been undefeated this year. And, Justin, something we were talking a little bit about on the show last week was, as you mentioned, that they had not won in Gainesville and still have not since 1996. And I just wonder if you heard anything from the team or, or have an inkling on if players and coaches ever talk about something like that with their guys or if that's something that you just, since it was other teams, you just don't worry about. I mean, just kind of what is the thought of a team that has not won in a building in, in such a long period of time? <clears throat> I think they're aware of it, uh, for sure. I mean, Bruce talked about it last week. You know, but every game's different. Every team's different. Every year is different. I think, especially in college basketball, where you talk about how much the rosters change from one year to the next. This is a Florida team that you don't play every single year on the road. So, you know, I think there's, you know, it's. I think it's just kind of a quirk of history more than anything. Um, you know, Florida's a tough place to play. Um, it is an older arena, but... Um, the student section is right on top of you, and, and they make a lot of noise, and it's a, it's a great crowd and a great atmosphere, and they obviously care about you know college basketball a ton at the University of Florida. So, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where you just you just you know it's in your mind, you know, kind of keep it in your mind. You'd love to be the team to make that history, you know, break that streak, all that stuff. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily kind of a sign of anything or something that they worry about a ton. 
Ferg, uh, we've all kind of come around to the idea of how hard it is to win on the road in college basketball, but we've also noticed uh, a lot of times this year where Auburn just has not played as well on the road. What's the? How do you strike the balance between understanding that it's difficult to win but still expecting this team to be to play more up to its potential? Yeah, I thought Saturday was the first time they played like really, really badly on the road on, on both ends. Um, I, the Mississippi State game, they played awesome on defense. Obviously, they had a chance to win at Alabama. Um, you know, they they had their opportunities. Um, you know, App State, they shot really poorly uh, from deep, but played well on defense. This Florida game was the first time where I felt like Auburn just was not as good as they should have been on both ends. Um, so I think that played a part into it. And I think, again, fatigue, sharpness, all that kind of doesn't matter. But, yeah, I mean, it is hard to win on the road. It is on In college basketball on the road, it is just you get a win any, any way you can and you move on, no matter who you're playing against. And I think that's I think that's the thing for Auburn here down the stretches. You know, they play Tennessee on the road, but then they play Georgia. They also play Georgia and Missouri on the road. And those are two teams that should do two very, very winnable games. So you kind of got to take care of business there, hold serve at home, you know, stay undefeated at home as, you know, if you can, and you'll have a chance to you know, really compete for a championship year in and year out. So, yeah, I mean, they should have played better. Um, you know, I, I just think it is tougher for everybody to win on the road. Last night, Kansas goes to Texas Tech and gets doors blown off of them. Um, we've seen it. I mean, they're – you look at the top 15 or team, so teams in college basketball this year, every one of them has a pretty ugly-looking you know, loss on the road. Auburn had not had one until last Saturday, which I thought you know, kind of helped them out. Um, and, you know, they, they recovered to make it a little bit better down the stretch. But, yeah, I think it was just, you know, they should have played better um, for sure. Uh, but I, I do look at it as, you know, when you play a really tough team on the road, it doesn't matter what the ranking is by their name and what the ranking is by your name. Um, it's just it's just really, really tough. Uh, it's just how college basketball has been this season. Now for the Tigers, they get two top 25 matchups at home, and of course they start with South Carolina. And coming into the season, South Carolina would have been exceeding expectations if they had an 11 in the SEC standings by their, their name. Instead, they have an 11 in the country by their name. Tell us about how this South Carolina team has been so good this year. It's it shocked everybody. South Carolina was picked to finish dead last in the SEC this year. They're now tied to the league lead coming into it. They've got a six-game winning streak. They've played incredible basketball. You know, they beat Kentucky at home. They beat Tennessee on the road. Um, this is a South Carolina team that is is old and tough and mean and physical. And, um, you know, Bruce Pearl pointed out uh, today, um, they have a lot of similarities to, like, the peak Wisconsin teams. Um, and, and Lamont Paris has some Wisconsin in his background, which kind of makes sense. It's one of the slowest-paced teams in college basketball. They limit possessions. Um, they are very comfortable with a variety of scores. Talon Cooper, one of the best shooters in the SEC, one of the best point guards in the SEC. Michi Johnson, a ton of experience there. B.J. Mack, as Bruce Pearl said today, is a 270-pound guard. That's just kind of the way he plays they have a big man, a freshman, uh, you know, down low. Uh, they just had an incredible week. I've heard people compare him to Oscar Shibway in the way that he is just, for a guy who's 6'8", dominates the boards, really good scorer on the inside. Got a lot of depth, a lot of balance, but there's a lot of unknowns on this team this year. You know, they had a mix of transfers, guys who were there last year and things didn't click in year one for Lamont Paris. Year two, they have gotten their systems kind of locked in and locked down. They win a lot of close games. They win a lot of tight games. They're not going to be afraid of the moment. They're not going to be intimidated by this atmosphere. 
and they're going to play their brand of basketball. So for Auburn, the key is going to be get them out of their element, speed them up, force turnovers, get out and run. The South Carolina team is going to want to take as much time as they want off the clock and limit possessions because while they are a very good basketball team, they're not as talented as a lot of teams in the SEC as we thought heading into the year. But they play really good team basketball and they have a variety of weapons. You know, they have a good balance. You know, when they do that, um, they can take care of business and beat some teams that they're better than, and they've done that a ton this year. So they're just a very unique matchup in the conference. Be a tough game tomorrow for Auburn. Uh, obviously, South Carolina's one of the hottest, te- hottest teams in the country. They're going to be fearless. Uh, Auburn's got to play better and, you know, obviously lean on this crowd to help them, you know, come out with a win. Uh, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the physicality of South Carolina. And obviously, Auburn really outside of Janiah Broom, you've kind of got a lot of smaller guys out there. But, I mean, how does Auburn match up when, uh, with a team that wants to actually bring that physicality to them? Yeah, I think Auburn's done a really good job this season on the most part of being a more physical team. You know, in most of these games, I think Florida things kind of got out of, out of hand there uh, with them. And, again, they weren't fresh, as fresh or as sharp, and that played an impact. Um, you know, I think this South Carolina team is not overly tall. You know, they don't have a seven-footer down low. So, Broom and Cardwell are going to have some size um, advantages, you know, height. It'll be interesting to see how South Carolina tries to play them. South Carolina, you look at their roster. It's a lot of six, 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 seven, six, eight guys that have tall guards as well. They're just big and, and physical, play this grinded style. And when they limit possessions and, and you know, stretch out, their uh the clock like that they they do a really good job of um just kind of wearing teams down but i do think auburn with their depth and their physicality um they are a, a team where they when they set the tone especially on the boards um they've been at one they're like i said they're 13 and one this year when they out rebound their opponent they're gonna have to do that tomorrow pearl said it today defensive rebounding is gonna want to wins this game um you know throughout the season auburn has had an elite defense um especially in this building They've done really, really well on the defensive end, so they're going to have to lean on that pretty hard in this one and and, and lean on their depth um, because, you know, South Carolina's not going to be bigger than them. I think Auburn can match them with their physicality. I think Auburn's just going to have to really get a lot out of their depth in this game. And then, Ferg, obviously this weekend, a lot going on with Auburn and Kentucky game. It's the Outlive game. It's college game day. It's uh, another chance for Auburn to to try to show off to the country how great this basketball environment has become. Uh, Just what are some of the challenges that that Kentucky game will bring? Maybe not only from Kentucky, but the challenges of everything else dealing with such a big game. You know, Auburn has done really well in these kind of high-profile matchups here over, you know, this is the fourth time game day here, so it's not a novelty anymore. It's you're not anything kind of new. I mean, people are going to be excited and the fans are going to be fired up. But this is something business as usual for Auburn, I think. And, and they are used to having the spotlight on them. They're used to playing in this building and, and playing well in this building. I think they're going to have to do that. Look at this Kentucky team. When they're on their game, they, they have one of the best offenses in the country. Problem is, Kentucky's defense has been really rough for most of the year. A lot of new guys, a lot of young pieces, just hadn't really clicked on that end of the floor. They just lost at home. Uh, to probably the worst Gonzaga team of the last decade. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough time. They're going to be desperate, though. And I think they're going to be coming in, you know, really, really just geared up um, and focused on, you know, getting their season, getting their, their you know, their push for a good seat in the NCAA tournament back rolling uh, in, in Auburn. And, uh, you know, I would say that playing here is, you know, going to be pretty tough for them. But I also had Kentucky gets Kentucky gets the best of the best. Every time they go out on the road, and also they've lost three straight games in Rupp Arena for the first time ever. Um, so it, this is a team that's going to be desperate and trying to claw and, 
again, the amount of talent this team has on the offensive end is through the roof. Um, defensively, though, is it's my big question, and, and they've struggled away from home. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call Ferg. We'll close with this a little fun with Ferg. We haven't done this in a little while. Uh, we just had the Super Bowl, as you may or may not know, on Sunday, and we had uh, a wonderful game where we had five periods of football. Uh, what were your thoughts on just everything of how that game ends up finishing, the commercials, just everything about Super Bowl 58? So I was driving back from Auburn during the Super Bowl. I actually got back to Auburn um, for overtime. So I listened to this game on the radio. Okay. Um, and, you know, Kevin Harlan was on the call for us with one. It was a great, great call. It was a really good game. Um, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty wrapped up then on the way. So, um, but yeah, overtime, you know, comes and goes. And, and it just, just, as soon as, you know, as soon as Kansas City got the ball there in overtime, I just, uh, you know, I got, I get back to my house and I was just like, I, Kansas City's got it. Like, they, you know, they're going to walk down the field and they're going to win this game. Because um, you just have that confidence, and 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 I, I think my big takeaway about this game more than anything else is that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest football player who ever lived. Um, we can go ahead and say it. I mean, I know Brady's still got more rings, um, but I mean, you know, Mahomes isn't even thirty yet, not even close. He's already won three Super Bowls. I've been to some more. Um, he's just smashing records left and right. And look, this was a team. This was his worst offensive talent around him this year. Um, they had a lot of issues and a lot of problems throughout the year, but. It was like, you know, I, I like it because we we'd kind of gotten to the the period in the NFL right now where like the meta was have a cheap quarterback, build an awesome team around him, and win that way. And that's what San Francisco has been kind of doing, um, and other teams tried to replicate in the past. Mahomes is now getting paid more money than God, and like they're still winning, and it's amazing that they're still winning. You know, because I think they can easily get a lot better. Here moving forward with the way they've had their roster so um, I like it from a from an aspect of like team building can look a different way you know if you have one of the, if you have an elite quarterback and, and pair it with a really good defense you're going to have a shot um, I, it was just incredible and I just think that's the thing with Mahomes is like you know you look at a team that I think the stat that got me more than anything Sunday night was the fact that they traded Tyreek Hill and then won back-to-back Super Bowls off of that. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. And I think it just goes to 15 is the best to ever do it. And uh, we also just enjoy watching, you know, literally, I think, the best the best quarterback who ever lived. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call Ferg. As always, we appreciate the time. What can our listeners uh, see on the Auburn Observer this week? Yeah, you can check out the Observer today. Um, you know, we uh, did a breakdown of Auburn's bracket um, you know, projections where they sit right now in the metrics and, and kind of what their path is for the SEC title and for, you know, potentially getting a really, really good seed in the NCAA tournament. You can check that out if you want to dig into the, all the numbers and the, and that. Like tomorrow, I'll kind of preview the, the South Carolina game. Um, get you set up for a huge one here tomorrow night. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we've got, got more stuff coming uh, throughout the week. You know, mailbag in the weekend, you know, podcasts, all that good stuff. We've got a ton of basketball coverage right now. And also, we're getting closer and closer to start spring practice and football, and we'll have all that covered as well. AuburnObserver.com. Sign up. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Justin, again, as always, we appreciate the time, and we look forward to your coverage of Auburn athletics throughout this week. We'll see you again next week. Yes, sir. Thank you.